morning, and welcome to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. I'm your host, John Sumsker, and today we're going to be talking with Hassam Lavi, who is the Director of Product at Smart Recruiters, a San Francisco-based recruiting startup. Hassam, how are you? Hi, hi, John. I'm very good. How are you? I'm great. Would you take a moment and introduce yourself? Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm Hassam. I'm the Director of Product at Smart Recruiters. I've been with the company for about one and a half years, um, but I've been working on these topics um, on HR tech for the past five years. I joined the company, uh, I joined Smart Recruiters uh, when they acquired a startup that I founded in Berlin together with uh, four ex-Google colleagues called JobSpotting. And JobSpotting was a a job recommendation engine for candidates that would adapt to each individual and would improve over time. And uh, we got to know Smart Recruiters as one of our partners and uh, really liked the product, really liked the vision they have of making um, recruiting a competitive advantage for companies. And we came from from the candidate side of the marketplace and the Smart Recruiters had been very much focused on on the B2B side, so we thought it was a good um, it was a good match. So we joined we joined forces around a year and a half ago, and since then I've been working with a team of engineers and product managers um, that's been very much focused on on making uh, recruiting more, more smarter to make recruiting smarter and uh, automate tasks and help. Recruiters make make better decisions by using data. Sounds like fun. How'd you get into this? Well, it, w- it was it was very much an accident. I've, I have um, I studied com- computer science uh, in Sweden, and after graduating, I was lucky to land my first job at Google. And this was in 2005 in Dublin, Ireland, where the company just had, where the office has been uh, just setting up. So we were around, uh, you know, 200 people. And I joined the company at a very good time where um, a lot of teams were set up, a lot of uh, new initiatives were being formed. And uh, that was my first job. So we can imagine it was a you know, great start to get to know uh, a lot of interesting people to, to tackle big, big challenges that a company was. Tackling at the time, and we were working with uh, the organic search, which was the bread and bread and butter of, of Google. And after leaving Google, I moved. I moved to Berlin, and uh, and I was basically helping startups with uh, online marketing and search and things like that. But for my own sake of, uh, you know, for sake of helping brands, uh, I I set up a job board, uh, a very simple job board that listed uh, the startup jobs in Berlin that were in English. Just because I moved, I moved to Berlin, I didn't speak German, and it was, I found it hard to figure out what was going on. So I started a job board and uh, it kind of took off. It was a good time because there were several new startups were coming up and a lot of, um, a lot of talent wanted to move to Berlin. But that really took off and it really, that was the first Step into uh, you know online job search and HR tech, and uh, I really start to like it because I, I realized that I was making a real impact into people's lives, but also really helping companies. Um, so a couple of months later, uh, I started discussing with some of my old colleagues at Google 
about doing something bigger and more uh, technically challenging in job search because I mean, we've we all been searching for jobs. We, we've been uh, applying to jobs and nobody really likes that. It. It, it, it's, it, it's a big hassle. It takes a lot of time. There's a lot of um, uncertainties that, that's going on. And we saw how data and technology were changing the way we consume other kind of data. So how music is recommended to us, how um, news articles are recommended to us. So we got together and we thought that to build the first recommendation engine that will recommend jobs. So you would sign up as a candidate and you would just basically tell us what you worked on before, what you studied, and we connect your LinkedIn account or you know, anything else that you'd be interested in. And we aggregated jobs from all over the world, from any job board, any high quality sources that we found. Uh, so very similar to Indeed, but with a layer of intelligence on top of it. So not only we would show you jobs, but um, we would show you relevant jobs based on what you told us. And as a user, you would also be able to tell us if the job was a good match or not. So you could say, yes, this is a good match, show me more like this. Or you could say, no, I don't like this job. And we would then ask you why. And based on that feedback, the system will get better to give you better recommendations all the time. Uh, so you really became your personal headhunter. It would find jobs for you and, uh, and you would be able to teach it to get better. And we launched that in, in uh, 11, 11 countries and were live uh, for around four years. And um, as I mentioned, we, we, we consumed all kind of job data from anywhere, from job boards, but also from a lot of APS systems, like smart recruiters or others. So we got to know smart recruiters as one of our partners. And uh, this is how, how we got to know each other to start working. But yeah, I really, I really like this business because you really always a, is a people-driven business. Um, you work with people. Uh, who like to work with other people, so it's really a it's really a great place to be. So, so recently you have introduced a, a smart recruiting assistant of some kind. What does it do? So, our recruiting assistant is a new a new product that we launched uh, last month. You know, at our uh, hiring success conference in San Francisco, it's. Our first launch in a series of, series of products that we're building um, after, after the acquisition of JobSpotting team. And what it, what it does is that it, it recommends, um, it, it basically supports recruiters by screening candidates and to discover people inside and outside the organization, but also that it automates uh, other tasks, such as candidate engagement, so that, so that you can build stronger connect, connections. Um, we, we, we're using a really a large number of uh, algorithms and matching algorithms that we developed for um, making job recommendations to basically automate uh, all the tasks that, it, that a recruiter does on a day-to-day basis. Um, the, really, the way we're looking at it is to, um, to just look at how a recruiter works on any given day. So, you know, anything from writing new job descriptions, posting those jobs to different areas, um, eval- screening new candidates, reading resumes, you know, all, this, all, this, all, this, all the tasks that, uh, that are currently done manually, um, 
by the recruiter. We looked at those things and, and started looking at things that can be automated or actually, let's say, done better by algorithms. Uh, many of those tasks are very repetitive, they're very time-consuming, and they're also very error-prone, like um, screening candidates. You know, like we have customers who, who, for any given job, they might receive over 100, 200 candidates a day. And it, just imagine the number of hours that would go into opening each of those applications, screening those resumes, and making good judgment on each of those candidates. And because of that pressure, because of that increased workload, um, we see that uh, a lot of those decisions are biased, unfortunately, that um, certain kind of can candidates don't get the fair chance in, um, into getting, getting past the, the application. And by automating some of those tasks, uh, such as you know, screening, screening resumes and, and uh, screening them and scoring them so that when the recruiter comes to work, they can instead start by looking at the top candidates for jobs, we really enable them to, to do the job they were hired for. Um, we, we enable them to, uh, connect, to connect those candidates and really have more time to spend to spend in building a relationship with those strong candidates instead of just reading, reading re resumes all, all day long. Um, so that's, that's a short description of our recruiting assistant. Um, it is, again, it's, it's built on latest technology that we um, have around uh, seven engineers, some, many of them ex-Google search engineers that were working on it. And um, we've been working on it since, 12 months, and uh, so we're very confident on it works, and uh, all technology is basically built in-house. In and uh, one of the cool things is that it, it runs natively on our platform, so it only uses technology that is built in-house by the team here, and uh, we also able to learn from the interaction of the, of the recruiters so that we can merge algorithms recommendations together with actual feedback from the users um, to really make the product as good as possible. So, so there's, a, there's a standard picture of the recruiting process, which is that the, about 50% of hiring decisions um, are bad and regretted a year after the hire, which means a, there's a year-long feedback loop before you actually know if a hiring decision is a good hiring decision. Um, and B, um, there's some chance that, that the hiring manager's feedback gets misunderstood in the, in the game of telephone. Do you have direct um, input from the people who actually make hiring decisions about the quality of the algorithm so that when a recruiter who is usually more of an administrative person than a decision maker um, re presents recommendations that, that your algorithm hasn't sorted out people who would actually work in the job? It's an interesting question. Is there hiring uh, management feedback loop? Sorry, can you say that again, John? Yeah, is there a hiring manager feedback loop? Um, so currently, we don't have 
that kind of data, uh, basically the 12 months past hiring, that, that's, that's the data that uh, we don't have right now. So we're not able to make any decisions on it. However, one of the strong points of our system is that we don't, we don't implement custom solutions on a customer basis. Instead, our recruiting assistant is a layer on top of all the data that we have our system. So any learning that we, that we uh, do on any, any part of the system is applied uh, on everyone else. So let's give an example of, of um, you know, how we, for instance, score candidates in a certain job vertical, let's say medical, medical jobs, or um, jobs in the research area where they require a certain kind of education. By looking at the data, but looking, looking, looking at um, also the past history of, uh, of the interactions that, that the, the hiring managers have had, we were able to extract those and see how we can improve it and apply it to the entire system so that other customers and other users of the system will be able to use it. Um, we do integrate with um, HRIS systems that uh, smart recruiters, like many of our customers are, do, are doing that. So we'll be able to pull that information back into the system, say 12 months, six months past, past hiring and see the things like performance, see if they're still there or they might have, uh, if, if the candidate might have left, left the company to, to draw learnings from it. But at the moment, we don't, we don't have it. Okay, well, that's it. There's another fascinating question that, that, that I'd like to ask people who are trying to do the things you're trying to do, and that is most job descriptions and job ads don't actually mention the most important things that people do. So just stay with the medical example. Nurses, mm -hmm. the, the most important thing that a nurse does is give shots. And the difference between um, a nurse who can give shots well and the nurse gives shot badly is um, a huge difference in the the hospital or the doctor's office's patient scores. Um, and you know you've had shots. Some people are good at doing it, and some people you never want to see again. There's never been a job description for a nurse says must give good shots. Uh, and so. So this fundamental piece of what it means to be a nurse is absent from all of the matching considerations that are out there. And it is, in fact, what makes a nurse successful or not successful in means of things, um, but it's invisible because it isn't documented. How do, you suppose, how do you suppose an intelligence system can overcome a problem? This is this, this is one of our biggest biggest challenges, to be honest with you. Um, when we founded JobSpotting in 2013, um, one of our first learnings were that most job descriptions are actually pretty crappy. You know, we either have job descriptions, yes, they are. and we have job descriptions that are either stuffed with keywords that are that you know require a superhero that can. Either program in all these languages and know all these technologies, or that they're very vague, where they use they, they use it, um, you know, oftentimes internal language that really doesn't make sense to someone who does who doesn't work in an organization. So generally, this is a big 
problem that we we knew that we needed to go past to create to ab- to create an abstraction layer on top of job titles on top of job descriptions where we can create our own representation of ev- any given job out there in the world and one of our advantages that we have and we still have is that by aggregating these jobs from across across the web very quickly we could we could access millions of jobs and since 2013 we had several years of analyzing additional job data so over this time we don't know how many millions but obviously a large number of job job descriptions that we've seen and we've been able to um classify and um, classify those those jobs and cluster them around certain kind of skills and certain kind of uh, um, you know requirements that they, they have they have in common so so what this helps us is to move away from the literal job description and instead use a different more a smarter way or a more um, trained system to to actually uh, represent a job job uh, a job position and we've done the same thing now with the candidate profile because as you know as yourself um, many many resumes are actual clear lies or there 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 are some people who are not very good at selling themselves and there are those that oversell their 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 experiences and so we have the same problem on the candidate side where um, the content that we have available to us is can be can be faulty or can be incomplete so we need to we need to apply this similar way of thinking on on that side as well but which means we the we the way we look at candidate profiles is that we also abstract uh, from the literal things that 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 are that we find on a profile or on a resume to build our own understanding and our own model of it um and the great thing about it when you have when you create your internal model of a, a job description or or a position and you have a, a similar thing on the other side on the candidate side the matching between them becomes much easier because because you no longer are comparing uh, keyword matches or uh, individual terms but you really you really making matches on top of based on uh, bigger topics and uh, and uh, cluster of of uh, of topics and terms so it really have, has helped us to to make better matches over time and and make better recommend recommendations but also we we still not finished it i mean if you look at um we talked about google before i mean when i joined the company in 2005 there were several hundred engineers working in search and they probably several times more engineers now today that are still working on it. So these problems are never solved and the market changes and the nature of things changes. So we still you know, have a long way to go. Um, but I think we're starting off on a pretty good, on a pretty good, pretty good basis. So, so in a sort of a related question, but so, so we can agree that, that the, the data, job descriptions and resumes is pretty crummy. Uh, it's, it's garbage on both sides often. Um, and, and yet you, you suggest that a machine can somehow see past that and get what's the best in the pile. 
I wonder if there aren't things that human beings are capable of seeing that the machines simply can't see because it's not a quantifiable, an instantly quantifiable thing from data, but it is a curated understanding of the underlying meaning of the resume. What a qualitative difference between whether a human can do and what a machine do. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, as I as I talked, as I mentioned before, I got into this business because it's a people business, and it's about people connecting with others. I think the problem today is that people cannot do those jobs because they're so overwhelmed with all this incoming noise that that exists in the workflow that actually they don't have enough time to make good human decisions. And really, what we want to do is to create a system. You know, we I don't believe in a world where you have a system that automatically hires and fires people based on you know, an algorithm. Uh, instead, what we're really looking to do, what we, what we have here, we're recruiting a system that is really this system. is a decision support, support system that works alongside the recruiter, a human, to, to help that person make things faster. So, 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 in, so there are things, as, as I mentioned, screening a resume. Um, this, this, this is an area where we've seen algorithms can do a better job uh, by just scanning a document or, or a profile. We can highlight interesting things that, oh, you know, this person has worked in a company that is active in the same industry as yours, or you've hired several other people from this company before that have been successful. Or that this person has had a fast trajectory, had you know very good tenure, or got promoted, or has worked in positions that uh, generally require the skills that you're asking for, and that way we can easily create, you know, present a recruiter with the top talent, and also the ones that they most certainly don't need to speak with. But currently, what you do is what you do is that you have to go through all of those to find to find the relevant candidates. And by automating those things, you're just taking away unnecessary time that is spent on on those repetitive tasks. And instead, of letting them reach out to those good candidates, start talking to them, and really find out if if uh, there is enough motivation, there is enough, there's a good team fit. Uh, there is there is there is those skills that uh, that are that the job requires to con- to continue. Um, but yes, I mean definitely we see this as a human human business, and we actually aim to make recruiting more human again by using technology the way it was meant to be used for. That's interesting. So, what do you think ethical issues are in your work? Ethical issues. I think one of the main ones for us, or actually for any any team that is designing systems, that um, is designer of a system that makes judgment and provides recommendations to a user, is as a designer, of course, you have a huge responsibility to make sure that you're not introducing negative bias that would uh, that would affect a certain kind of a certain type of uh, user of that system. I mean, one of the main main things that we want to do 
as I, as I mentioned before, is that by automating certain paths, we want to re reduce the, the negative human bias that many of us are falling back on when we get overwhelmed. When we get overwhelmed with a with our workload, uh, you know, we're trying to speed things up by uh, going by uh, our, our internal biases, and this can be uh, discrimination. This could also be, you know, just it could be this decisions that we're not even aware of. And it, as a designer of a system, you actually want to design so that the, the, the designer of the system so that those things are uh, accounted for and, uh, and, and fighting against those biases. And, uh, but of course, at the end of the day, we, are, we have access to market data. We use market data about positions, about profiles, about um, you know, what, what the, the career paths that, are, that candidates have generally, which you can argue is biased. Of course, there, 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 there's always bias in the, in the market data, but we are very much aware of it. We work, uh, this is something that is a top priority for us to, to make sure we remove as much of, of it possible. And, but also generally to, to uh, build a system so that if a user of a system is, is biased and is discriminating or um, using the system in a way that is uh, unfair to a certain type, that those things can be measured uh, through analytics because, because it's based on data and, uh, and can be seen by the rest of the organization. But yeah, so as I mentioned, the ethical, ethical uh, things come from designing a system um, that has the best interest of your customers, but also of, of any of all those candidates that, that enter the system and might not, might not be aware that there is an algorithm, there is a machine on the other end that is uh, you know, basing a judgment on them on, and on their profile and on their fit for a given job. That's interesting. Do you think it's possible to eliminate bias? I don't think it's possible to completely to 100% eliminate bias. Uh, I think it's a certain kind of bias that, uh, that is easier to fight against, as I, as I mentioned, just by reducing the workload and allowing, allowing the recruiters to have more time um, to connect with those top candidates. But as, at the end of the day, the market, there is bias in the market data. And it, this is very hard hard to uh, get past and, uh, and design for. Um, but I think we're making good steps. As I mentioned, we, we want to remove those biases by making sure the data identifies and surfaces the best matches for a job. But secondly, that any bias becomes uh, visible. So you create a much, much more transparent um, transparent environment for recruiters and their team so you can easily measure uh, how you are making this, this decision and how you're interacting with the data that we, that we give you. So, so last question, 
Um, this has been a great conversation, by the way. Thank you so much. Um, the, the last question is, in your design process, is there some sort of oversight, um, maybe external oversight even, that allows you to uh, see um, your own biases as you enter them into your design, right? It's No human being is free from bias. Um, and so, so there's there's got to be some implicit point of view that a designer embeds in um, um, in his or her work, and and it's almost inevitable that that uh, point of view turns into something that shapes the decisions that the system does. How do you account for that in your work? I mean, one of the one of the main factors of a smart system or AI system that is that it continuously learns, and the way we learn is one of the way we learn is that we we continue to analyze the outcome of of the recommendations that we do. So, as I give you an example, uh, we're looking at the success rate of candidates and how they got scored. So, very simple, uh, we're looking at say a set of a set of users that being scored very highly and see if they got past the screening step, if they got past the scored by 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 the interviewers and the hiring managers. And and vice versa. You know, if there, if we have candidates that we see are doing really well in interviews that we scored low. And this and there could be very good reasons for that happening, but of course, if you have if we discover a pattern over time um, where we see a large number of those candidates uh, being misscored or or uh, judged differently by the humans and the system, then we of course we 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 look at that. I mean, one of our main KPIs is the conversion rate, uh, conversion rate of the of the applicants to to the next step. Um, versus the score, the score that we gave them. I mean, that's that's going to be one of our, uh, you know, main KPIs where we look at the quality of our work. Oh, you know what? We could have a conversation at this point, but we have we have trotted merrily through our allotted time. So so let's let's stop here and let's pick this back up sometime. It's a, it's a, it's a great conversation, and you're very clear. It's really wonderful to be able to talk to you about this stuff. Um, Thanks, if you wouldn't mind, please, please reintroduce yourself and tell people how they might get a hold of you. <clears throat> sure. Um, I'm, I'm Hassan. I'm the product director of Small Recruiters, uh, which is a talent acquisition system. Um, you can find us on smallrecruiters.com. And uh, yeah, very glad to be on this show and looking forward to speaking with you soon again, John. All right. Thanks very much. You've been listening to our examiner's executive conversations. We've been talking with Hassam Lavi, who is the director of product at Smart Recruiters, a talent acquisition system based in San Francisco. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for doing this, Hassam. It's been a great talk. Bye bye now.